Well, thank you all so much for letting us be here today. Uh, it's an extreme blessing. And um, I'm, I'm excited to actually meet you guys in person. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's, it's special. Um, the worship is special and getting to be around uh, pastors and their heart for the Lord, um, their heart for shepherding and um, just helping people know Jesus. And y'all get to experience that. And um, it's, it's a blessing. So thank you. Um, we love you. And thank you guys so much for your faith goal offering. Uh, like Pastor Bunks had mentioned, uh, today we're here to share all that God's done in the nations this past summer with you because you not only sent us, you sent the gospel forth. You sent the best news of all time to people who have never heard before. And so thank you. It's not just from us personally, but it's from all the thousands of people that got saved. And we have many stories of that uh, that we'll share here today. So it's just a celebration to give God glory and to uh, share a little bit about us because you're like, who, who, who is this guy talking to you? So I'll share a little bit about that. Um, but we really just wanted to thank you for allowing us to be here. Thank you for being our family. And uh, yeah, we love you. Uh, I'll add on to that. Thank you so much. Um, it's so cool to have Parker here. Um, like, you know, we got married uh, in May 2022, and um, we are so thankful that y'all have done this with us. And um, I wanted to say thank you to you two, even last week for the lunch and also for having us at your home. Um, that was so special to have that time outside of outside of church to um, build that build relationship with you and get to know you more. Um, every time I was telling some people this this morning, but every time we come here, we feel so uh, relaxed and so loved because of um, who, who you all are as individuals. Like all of you are just so loving and um, personal and um, we're thankful for that. Um, but I'll share some of my story of how I got into missions. Um, most of you know that, but for those of you who don't, I'd love to share, um, and for people who are watching on live stream. So um, I grew up in Alabama. This is my family here on the fourth row. I'm so thankful that y'all are here. Um, but yeah, I grew up in Alabama. Um, yeah, and I knew around the age of 13 that I was gonna be a missionary. Um, I heard a missionary come and speak at the church camp I was at, and um, he was from India, and he talked about how there were unreached people, people who had never heard the gospel one time, and that blew my mind because, you know, from being, being in Alabama, there's churches everywhere, and um, everyone has the opportunity to hear about God, but not, not everywhere in the world. That's not possible, so... Um, so yeah, I heard that and I was like, well, I'm going to be a missionary. So um, in 2017, after I graduated high school, I went to Global Ventures, which is founded by John and Martine Smithwick, and they have a training program that trains you how to be a missionary. So I did that and graduated in 2020, and I've been doing missions um, since I moved out there, and um, so thankful I get to do that. Uh, I'm a photographer for them and a digital media specialist. That's my title. Um, but I love it. It's so cool to use the gifts that God has given me for the gospel. And um, yeah, so in 2020, I felt God lead me to visit a new church. We live. I live in Tulsa, Oklahoma. That's where Global Ventures is. So um, yeah, in 2020, I felt God call me to visit a new church. And that's where I met Parker for the first time. And so I'd love for Parker to share his background too. Yeah, so I'm, uh, I was actually born in South Carolina, but that was on vacation. So I don't know if that really counts. Um, I, was <laughs> I was born premature, uh, three months premature. So uh, yeah, praise God. He is a miracle working God. And I had a huge alien head. Um, you can, <laughs> I, didn't br I didn't bring pictures of that. My mom would be embarrassed, yeah. <laughs> um, but... Uh, 
grew, grew up in Tulsa and um, had the opportunity to go to an amazing church, amazing Christian school uh, with my parents who were in the ministry. And during that time, uh, after graduating high school, um, got to work at one of those ministries as a, in the children's department and serve there, which was a lot of fun. Uh, serving kids is uh, a blast uh, there. They say the most crazy things. They really do, um, which I'm sure you could all speak to with having kids. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, but after that, I actually came to Alabama um, and went to Highlands College. Felt I needed a little bit more training and um, wanted to... My mom is from Alabama, and so she's always like, hey, there's, there's more to the world than Oklahoma. You can go travel and see, which is so true. Alabama's beautiful. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's amazing. We always come back here, and she's like, the trees. There's <laughs> she, yeah, it is. Oklahoma is so flat. Like, you can see for miles, and there's a reason it's called a flyover state, honestly. Like, but I, I love it. Um, anyway, uh, but enjoyed that and going to college. But then whenever COVID happened, um, that changed everything. That changed the entire world. And... Um, went back to Tulsa and a um, pastor that I'd worked with was saying, hey, do you want to help launch a church? And it was during COVID. It was kind of crazy. Looking back, hindsight 2020, it's like, we did that, but um, God's good and God is faithful. And that is where I got to meet Emily. And she came in and uh, don't really tell everybody this, but I knew she was going to be my wife right then. Uh, which is very special. I did not tell her that for a very, very, very long time. <laughs> um, but uh, it's a blessing to, to do life with her. And through her was how I got to learn about Global Ventures and the unreached. And I've been on multiple mission trips before that, doing a lot of amazing humanitarian work in different places. And um, I'm all for that. But this was the first time going to Albania in 2021 after COVID, seeing how many people have never heard about Jesus before. They have no context of who Jesus is. They might think he's somebody in our group. You know, they think is Jesus, like we ask him, hey, who's, have you heard of Jesus? And they're like, is he with you? And we're like, yes, he's with, <laughs> but you know, uh, all those things. Um, but we get to share about Jesus. And that was one of the eye-opening moments of over half the world still hasn't heard. And um, it's, our, uh, it's our blessing to be able to go and share that with others and do what uh, Jesus says in the Great Commission. And um, now we get the opportunity to be Global Ventures missionaries and be at the, uh, not only at the office, um, in Tulsa, but also go all over the world and share the gospel, the greatest news of all time. Um, and then at the ministry, I get to be able to do kids ministry there. So they do a lot of kids festivals where thousands of kids come and there's clowns. You might see some clowns in the videos. I am a clown in real life, <laughs> but also I dress up as a clown and um, clown around. So, uh, but and with the kids ministry specifically, they're working on having curriculum uh, to help kids understand Jesus who have no concept of him. So we get to partner with amazing churches over there and equip their leadership, their pastors um, to do kids ministry and raise up the next generation. So it's an extreme blessing. And we wanted to be able to share a little video with y'all I know a lot of you know who Global Ventures is, uh, but they just came out with a video recently that um, really paints a great picture. And uh, like you said, it stirs us up to be able to go to the nations. So let's check it out. Four billion. That's how many people have never heard the gospel one time. Most of these people live in the 1040 window, an area that spans across northern Africa, the Middle East, into southern Asia. This region primarily consists of Hindus, Muslims, and Buddhists, with little to no access to the gospel, a church, or even a Bible. Despite this overwhelming need, the 1040 window has less missionary activity than anywhere else. 
Global Ventures exist to change that. Our mission is to initiate a global evangelism movement by raising up an army of frontline harvesters. Through our combined efforts, we aim to see one billion souls come to Christ in our lifetime. large-scale mission projects where believers from all walks of life experience hands-on ministry through children's outreaches, innovative evangelism, and citywide festivals. We also aid impoverished communities through food drives and clean water initiatives. In order to duplicate our efforts, we establish churches in unreached areas and train pastors and leaders to disciple new believers. At our ministry headquarters, we train and equip a new generation of harvesters through intensive programs like our Global Ventures School of Missions. Through this approach, we have seen millions of people come to Christ as we continue forward toward our goal. Join us in making the ultimate difference in someone's life as we take the gospel further than ever before. Yeah, it's an amazing video and it's amazing because it shows so many people that have been touched by the gospel and um, we have a lot of videos to show you today because we want you to be able to see the people that you've impacted see the people that you've shared the gospel with that have heard this and been able to be healed and amazing things but first we wanted to pray and then emily's going to share a little bit about uh, what we've uh, gotten to see and all that god's done this summer so let's pray god thank you so much for you thank you for your love Thank you for your faithfulness, Father. Thank you for all that you're doing in the world. Lord, your light that shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Lord, it will not overcome it. Your light will always be moving, Lord. And we, so we thank you for what you're doing in the nations. We thank you for what you're doing here in the states. We thank you for the most amazing miracle of all time, salvation in people's lives. We thank you that we get to be a part of what you're doing, that you love us and that you care for us and that you have put us all here to make a difference and make you known. And so we thank you, we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Uh, so we're so excited to share with you about this summer and all that you are a part of. So our, the first country we went to this summer was Brazil, and we went to a city called Canandé. Um, and in the city that we were in, their main religion is Catholicism. Um, I know a lot of us are familiar with Catholicism, but it looks a little different in that city in Brazil. Um, they... Um, their relationship with God isn't even really a relationship. It's just them praying to saints and praying to Mary um, in order to be healed or whatever they're needing. They pray to the saints and to Mary instead of praying to God. And I have a picture. Can we show the um, next slide? This was in one of the churches, one of the Catholic churches that we went into and just visited. Um, they have many... Uh, I, I don't want to say, I'll say figures, many figures that um, in their church, lots of saints and um, different angels and Mary. And then when you see a figure of Jesus, the only time, the only figures you see are him on the cross or him laying down dead. And um, this breaks my heart because we know that Jesus is alive. He's resurrected. And uh, that's the best part. And yeah, it's, Jesus died for us, and um, we we talk about that with people, but um, here in the Catholic churches, they don't mention uh, Jesus raising from the dead very often. So um, a lot of times what people will do, they'll come to these glass cases and put their hands on the, on the case and say some kind of prayer and do their cross thing, and uh, 
It breaks my heart because they are so close to Jesus, figuratively, but they don't know about that personal relationship that they can have with God. And um, so the great news is that we got to share that with people. So we went into the streets and into schools, and we had large festivals where we shared the gospel with people and shared about that personal relationship. Um, And Parker wants to share about uh, a school visit that his team got to do. Yeah, it's it's special because although they might know a little bit about Jesus, they might not know the whole story. They might not know uh, how he rose from the dead and how he heals. And there's so much more that we get to share with them about God's amazing love and power. And we were in a school and there was hundreds of kids there attentively listening to the gospel. So they're, they're watching and they're, they're listening and a lot of hands went up eyes closed, praying the prayer of salvation from their heart. It's one of those moments that you see and it's genuine and and it's so, so amazing. And so there's all these kids and I'm viewing the crowd and I'm seeing them pray this prayer and there's a little girl over on the side and she's 14 years old and she's never walked before. So she's in a wheelchair, she's paralyzed and I saw her raise her hand and pray to receive Jesus. And so after we got finished with our presentation, I walked over to her and I said, hey, I don't speak, I speak very little Spanish. So this was all through translation or Portuguese. Yeah, yeah, sorry. See, Portuguese, Spanish. <laughs> I, yeah, I barely speak English. But, um, but I went over to this girl and I said, hey, did you just accept Jesus as your best friend? And she said, yes. And I said, He loves you and he cares about you. And I got down on her level and I said, he wants to heal you today. He cares, he doesn't want to see you bound to this wheelchair. And so I said, do you you believe that you, do you you wanna walk? And she said, yes. And so we prayed and we actually got a video because I wanna show you what happened to this little girl named Nicole. She's taking her very first steps ever in her entire life. And so she's 14 years old, 14. And so I was talking to her and I, I'm asking, I say, hey, do you feel any pain? Do you feel any pain? She said, no, I don't feel any pain. And so even though these might seem like small steps, these were the biggest steps of her life. A miracle right in front of our eyes and we're, She's smiling. I'm like, how do you feel? And she's just smiling, so happy. And her teachers, they're all watching. And their jaws are on the ground. They're just like, because they've known this girl their entire time. They've been at school. But it's amazing to see her take her very first steps in her 14 years. Praise God. Um, And she got the greatest miracle of all time, salvation. But even more than that, she got healed. And we told them, we told the teachers, we were like, hey, make sure she continues to walk. Make sure she can go tell her family. And so we know that her life is changed forever by the power of the gospel. And um, y'all were a part of that. So thank you for sending. Thank you for um, impacting Nicole's life forever. Um, And like we shared, we also do festivals on our trips where we have Thousands of people gather in one area. Uh, We have entertainment and we have prizes and that's what makes people want to come. And then we also share the gospel throughout it. And at the end, we pray for healing. Um, And we, yeah, Parker, he was one of those people who got to interview someone who got healed. Um, We always write down uh, when people get healed and we take their testimonies to verify it. Um, And you wanna share the story of that? Yes, all, uh, it's kind of a funny story, um, and I can tell you all the backstory later, m- maybe not on the, uh, the microphone. <laughs> um, but this man comes up, and he runs up to me, and he's like, hey, I've been healed, I've been healed. And he said he had been an alcoholic since 2005. So for the past 17, 18 years, he's been an alcoholic. And he said he's had hemorrhages in his body. 
He's had pain every single day. And so he's explaining this to me, and I'm writing it down as fast as I can. And um, I'm, I'm just, he said the pain had gone instantly whenever we prayed in Jesus' name, and he received that healing. And then we found out, so we're, we're excited. He's so excited. His life has changed. He's in his 40s, and so he's like kind of jumping up and down. And then I realize that he can't hear out of this ear. He's been deaf in his ear since he was born. And so I told him, hey, the same God who healed you from those hemorrhages just a couple minutes ago, he wants to open up your deaf ear. And so we prayed and he's, he's praying, we're all praying and God does what he does best, pops open that ear and he begins to hear out of that ear for the very first time. And so we start testing him and we say, hey, we, we, yeah, here's a picture of him right here. He actually goes up on stage and he gets, he t shares his testimony with thousands of people about how God healed him of hemorrhages, but God just opened up his deaf ear and he can hear for the very first time. Um, in the biggest smile on his face uh, as he's, it's life changing. And I know for us, as, as we get to share some of these numbers and share about all the salvations, it's amazing to see and amazing to be a part of, yet it's easy to sometimes forget about the individual lives that will never be the same. Like how for all of us, whenever we accepted Jesus, our lives were changed forever. And now this man, his life has changed forever as well by God's healing power um, of the gospel. Awesome. <laughs> um, so will you go to the next picture? So these are the final numbers from Brazil. Uh, we had 17,278 salvations and 382 documented healings. So thank you so much for making that possible. Could not have done that without you. Um, yeah, and now we want to share about Peru. Um, Peru was awesome. We love going there. It's a very special country to us. Um, <clears throat> and Peru, same, uh, kind of the same religious background as Brazil. They are, uh, most of them are Catholic. It's kind of like to be Peruvian is to be Catholic. It's just part of their culture. Um, but <clears throat> in the same way, we were able to go and share that personal relationship with Jesus. Um, and can you go to the next picture? Um, Parker and I, we had, since we're on the leadership team at, at Global Ventures, we go into countries early before our big team gets there and we start planning everything and getting all the logistics together. So that's one of our favorite parts. And here, this picture is from us being in a school. Um, you can see Parker there with a, one of our brochures about our presentations. Um, I'm, that's not me sitting beside him. I'm taking the picture. Um, but yeah, we go into schools and we say, hey, we're a team from America that wants to come and do a cultural presentation at your school. And um, we're going to, we'll, we'll even share about Jesus and how he's the greatest example that we can have. And so that's how we get to go into the schools. And um, so yeah, this is what we did at the beginning of the trip. Can you go to the next picture? Um, this is, uh, I'm on the end there, and then here's Parker putting in the information on a spreadsheet, meeting with another director of a school. Um, and so, yeah, we were there two weeks early in Peru, um, and then, yeah, we did the, the missions trip, and it was awesome. Do we have a story from there that we wanted to share? Oh, yeah. Okay, we have a trip recap video that we want to show you. Is there sound that we can play with that? No? Okay. It's all right. So these are some of the people that we got to minister to. Oh, there we go. Praise God. Yes, praise God. <laughs> Thank you all for being a part of that and yes. for helping with all of those salvations and the miracles that you got to see on the video. Um, yeah, we love sharing those videos because it helps you really see uh, everything that happened. Um, and then in Peru, we also, Parker and I, were able to stay after our big team left to help with the discipleship and follow-up. Um, 
at Global Ventures, we our heart is for the evangelism part and to get as many people saved as we can, but we don't want to leave those people without somewhere to go. So we always partner with the local churches in the area. Um, and in Peru, me and Parker were able to stay behind and uh, work with those local churches and their pastors and their leaders, and we were able to train them on how to disciple people. Um, and one way that we do that, uh, the main way that we disciple people, whenever they go to our festivals, they fill out a ticket to enter a pri- to enter to win a prize, kind of like a, um, a drawing or a. Um, yeah, a raffle. That's the word I was looking for. And uh, so they put their name, their phone number, and their address. And um, so at the end of the festival, we get those tickets together, and then we have a meeting with the pastors, and uh, we separate all of those tickets by neighborhood, and we give them the tickets that are closest to their churches. So there's lots of details and a whole process of how we do it, but um, we have the pastors call the numbers on the tickets and we set up meetings to go to their homes to go to the homes of the new believers and so can you go to the next picture Um, this is a picture of us in a new believers home Um, it's so amazing to go into the homes of the people that we've been ministering to to really get a feel of how they live Um, this is actually a really nice house for the area we were in uh Sometimes they have concrete floors, sometimes it's just uh, dirt, but um, this is what me and Parker love. We love to just be there with them. Uh, sometimes if we don't have a seat, we, we love to sit on the floor. Just being with them is awesome. Um, but we have a 16-week New Believers curriculum. I actually have it here just to show it. Um, this was written at Global Ventures. And do you want to hold that? Thanks. Sure. Um, This is our New Believers Lesson Series, and we have it in many different languages. We have it in Spanish, um, Bengali, Hindi, um, many different languages, Thai. And so um, we get to use this curriculum with pastors, and we go from the very beginning and talking about what just happened when you received Jesus into your life. And what does it mean to be born again? Because even to us, born again sounds a little crazy, but we know what born again means because we've heard it since we were first a Christian. So we get to talk, talk about that with them. Can you go to the next picture? Um, this is Parker handing this, uh, the mom of the home a Bible. So with every home visit, we always give them a Bible. And most people, they don't have a Bible in their home. Um, it's interesting with uh, Catholicism in these countries. Um, they say they know, they say they know about God and um, what He did, and but many of them don't have a Bible in their homes. Um, they don't read. They don't have the chance to read the Bible for themselves. And um, so it's awesome for us to be able to give a Bible to them and um, and for them to read it themselves for the first time. Yes, uh, so will you go to the next one? This is a picture of a pastor, a pastor that we were working with. He was showing a new believer where something was, was in the Bible and also how to read it. Um, so he even go to the table of contents and say, I mean, think about it. When you were first becoming a Christian, you had to learn how to read the Bible. So It was awesome. Um, Our main goal with the discipleship is to train the pastors how to do this because we're not, we didn't stay in Peru. Um, We had to leave to do missions in another country. So we train the pastors and they get to do that. So it's a real pleasure for us. And um, you also, you get to know that you're still having an impact in these countries. Um, These pastors, they're still following up with the new believers and um, many home groups and Bible studies start from these home visits. So thank you for being a part of that. Awesome. Go ahead. And and even churches uh, get started from these people uh, getting to be followed up with. And just to give you a little bit of context, what it might look like, it would be as if Pastor Billings would come with us and then go to the festival. Your church would help out with a lot of these different areas 
But then out of that 27,000 people that got saved, it'd be like, okay, we split it up. And now Pastor Billings and River Church, y'all have 800 people that, um, that y'all will, will disciple. So it's like, it, it's kind of like, oh, wow, these pastors are like, okay, we just did, saw 27,000, but now it's 800. What do we do? And so the whole church is involved. And it's amazing to see all the leaders come together to uh, disciple, and it's still going on. And then there, we, we've even, uh, with Global Ventures specifically, they've, they're super passionate about evangelism, obviously. And so the pastors and the leaders in the church will go out and do evangelism in areas, in parks, just like we did. So um, thank you. Yes, and we actually have a picture of a boy with a Bible over here. There's another. Yes, this this boy. Okay, so what's really cool about him is we got to share with his family about Jesus, and he comes up near the end of the conversation, and he's he's a Christian, but he looks at the Bible and he kind of sees it, and then he gets really excited, and his parents are like, "Hey, what, what, what do you know what this is?" He's like, "Yeah, this is a Bible," and his parents said, "You should tell them what you were asking for just this week." And he's like, I was asking for a Bible. That's what he was asking his parents for to have. And then we got to go and um, got to give him his own Bible. And he was so excited about it. Like he's maybe a teenager. And I honestly, I wasn't super excited for a Bible whenever I was a teenager. So to see him get super pumped about it, it's, uh, it's special. And, um, and then the last country we got to go to was Romania. And Romania is a little bit different. It's in Europe. And so a lot of the people, they, they kind of have a concept of God, but e- they're either agnostic, um, atheist, or they're, they're, super, uh, they're super orthodox. And so there's kind of a mix in there, but we still shared the simple gospel and how Jesus loves them. And there was almost uh, over 3,000 people reached that heard the gospel um, and um, over, uh, there was 1,722 salvations and 21 documented healings in these areas. So praise God. Thank you guys so much for sending, um, not only for sending us, but sending the gospel. And uh, just think about some quick math. That's almost over 46,000 salvations this summer that happened um, because of your faithfulness to give the gospel of what God is doing. And we couldn't do it. We couldn't go without your support. We couldn't go without your prayers, your encouragement, um, all these different things. And we have a story from the park. Yes, and, and we have a story from the park, but I want Emily to share it. Uh, okay. Can you go to the next picture? <laughs> um, so... In Romania, one of the main ways we ministered to people was at night, um, because in Romania, they uh, all the families stay up pretty late, and they have fun in the uh, local parks in their area. So um, we would do fun uh, games with them, even with water balloons, because it was it felt like it does right now outside and. Um, and actually at night was the coolest part of the day. But so we would play games with them with water balloons and that was really fun. And then we would share the gospel with them. And at the end, um, these boys, they didn't get to hear our presentation, but they came up at the end and were wondering what we were doing. And um, so we got to talk with them. The boy in the red, he was, uh, sorry, not the boy in the red, the boy in the black shirt with the, it says Fast and Furious. He's on the bottom left. Um, he was like, I'm ready to leave. Let's go to his cousin, the tall one by Parker. And um, so I took the Fast and Furious guy over here with me. And then Parker got to talk with the um, boy who was tall. His name is Christian, actually. And um, you want to talk about that? Because you got to talk with him. Yeah, so he's 17 years old. And he's from Romania, but he's moved all over the place to Germany, to the UK. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, his parents told him whenever he grew up he said you they said you can choose whatever religion you want to choose which is interesting uh 
and so he heard a little bit about Jesus, and he told me straight up, he said, hey, I don't want anything to do with the church. I don't want anything to do with religion. And as we talked a little bit further, though, we were just sharing, hey, Jesus loves you personally. He knows how many hairs are on your curly head. You know, he, he knows all the details of your life, and he wants to be your best friend, your father, and care for you. And um, as we shared a little bit more, he ended up accepting Jesus as well. And we got to give him a Bible. We got to tell him to come to the festival, to get connected to the church. And um, it's just uh, special for someone who's 17 years old the rest of his life has changed forever. And Emily got to share with the, fast, the, the little cousin as well. And he received Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, thank you all for being a part of everything that just happened this summer. Um, we want to share a, uh, just an encouraging message real quickly. Um, and then we want to close with the plans for the rest of this year. So, um, yeah, we want to talk about how God is faithful. Um, this year, can you go to the next slide, actually? Uh, God is faithful. And we want to talk about remembering, remaining, and responding. Um, so this year, uh, we have definitely learned that God is faithful, and it's become so real in our lives. Um, you know, I thankfully have had and I have a great life. I grew up with a great family, and... Um, God provided, I was, I wasn't even thinking about needing provision because I had a great family and, um, you know, when you're a kid, most of the time, if you have a great childhood, you don't have to think about those things. But, you know, after moving away in 2017, I had to start working and thinking of how to be an adult. Um, that was new for me. Um, but then every year since then, I've had to believe God for more. And every time he provides, he is faithful. Um, this year, well, since May 2022, to be more precise, um, we've really stepped out and uh, believed God for more. Um, I mean, we got married in May and then we knew, I mean, I was already working for Global Ventures full time. Um, but what I get paid isn't, uh, isn't enough to have an a income to support two people. Um, Parker, at the time, he was working at a car dealership, and um, he was working there full time. But we knew God wanted him to step away for us to be able to pursue missions full time. And from the world's view, after getting married, you should stay with your job, your full-time job, and provide for you and your wife and your future. Um, but we didn't want to live by what the world would think. We wanted to do what God told us to do. And um, so Parker stepped away from his job and he's volunteering at Global Ventures right now. And um, it's just been amazing to see how God has provided every time that something has come up. A big part of that is y'all saying yes and being obedient and um, giving when God has told you to give. Um, so thank you so much for that. Um, but we want to encourage you, too, um, that God is faithful. Uh, yeah, a lot of times. Or, did you want to share something before I move on? Well, I mean, throughout this whole what we're sharing, you sell out through all the different stories, through all the videos. God is faithful. And he's faithful overseas to save. He's faithful overseas to heal. And he's no respecter of persons. And so he wants to do the same for us. And this is what, like she said, we're going through personally. We're not experts. <laughs> Y'all could probably speak to this a lot more. But we just wanted to share from the stories that you saw today and just share about how God is faithful. If he's faithful over there, he's faithful in our own lives personally. And um, yeah. One of the, my favorite verses uh, talking about this is in 1 Thessalonians. Um, it's in 1 Thessalonians 5.24. We probably could have made that font a little bit bigger. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, but it says this in 1 Thessalonians 5.24. It says, The one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. And that's just a simple sentence. But one thing I love being in kids ministry, God's so profound, yet he's also so 
simple and practical. And that one verse, he's the one who calls us. We're all called. He's called us to be where we're at. He's called us to, um, to share Jesus everywhere we go. He's the one who's faithful. He's faithful in every area. And he's the one who's doing it behind the scenes, even when we, we don't see it working, even when we don't see the, the immediate fruit of our labor. He's the one who's moving and working. And um, we just wanted to share a little bit about that. Uh, and Emily has a cool illustration about what that, she was talking to me about this on a plane, and uh, she wants to share it. Will you go to the next slide, please? So this is a picture of the inside of an airplane. Um, and uh, so one day we were in a plane. I don't remember when it was because we've been on many planes this year, but um, we were just there in our seats and I was looking out the window and I thought, wow, what if we put as much faith and trust into God as we do a pilot of a plane? You know, when we get on a plane, you don't, I hope you don't think this, but we don't normally think about who is the pilot What's his, his experience? Is he going to be able to get us there? Do we have enough gas in this plane? Uh, all these other things. We don't worry. I hope you don't worry. But normally when I'm on a plane, when I'm on a plane, I'm thinking about um, preparing for what we're about to do, maybe studying something or sleeping or what are we going to eat on this plane? Um, I don't really think about the pilot. Um, I just trust that he knows what what he's doing i trust that we'll we'll get there and um so i wanted to give us that example it's a practical example but um you know what if we put as much trust and faith in god the one who knows everything the one who called us um as we as much faith in him and trust as we do a pilot um i think we can do that yeah <laughs> um so yeah a lot of times even personally, it's easy to forget how faithful God is, um, but we have to remember, we have to remind ourselves that God is faithful. Um, so a lot of times we'll look back at everything that God's done for us um, personally and just how he's come through every time, not just financially, but with other things too, and um, how he's blessed us and provided more than we could ever imagine and ask for. And um, sometimes it's hard to even think about those things. But if you can't think about something that God's done for you, just think about how he gave Jesus for you. He sent Jesus to die on the cross for you. And um, that's the biggest way that he has been faithful to you. So, um, but yeah, we have to remember and remind ourselves that God is faithful. I know, I know you guys are going through the Bible reading plan. Uh, and we'd like to grab one of those. It's really cool. Um, but it's interesting going through some of the Old Testament and with the Israelites, I don't know about you guys, but whenever I first started reading it, whenever I was in high, like really started diving in whenever I was in high school, I remember reading in First and Second Samuel, First and Second Kings, Chronicles, and from one chapter to the next, it seemed like the Israelites forgot everything. And I remember thinking like, are these people like, it was something wrong? Like, I, I don't know. Like, I'm not trying to be judgmental, but it was just like, you, you see it. This king loved God and all these things happened. And then the next chapter, his son did not love God. And it, it was just all these different things. And so I just use that. It, it encourages me. One, God's grace is new every morning and his mercies. Thank God for it. But two, just remembering his faithfulness, remembering his, how he's always come through. Uh, and, and a lot of this, one of our favorite chapters is Hebrews 11. And I love what pastor shared. You just went through the whole chapter of revelation. I was like, that's so good. That's so good. Um, and, and we wanted to read all of Hebrews 11, but that would take a while because there's a lot of verses and, but it's, it's amazing to see God's faithfulness through all those people. And, um, Yeah. And Emily has some, uh, a couple of verses that she wants to share from that. Can we go to the next slide? I'm just going to read it from this. This is from the Passion Translation. Um, and so like I shared, a lot of times when we start to forget or feel worried or doubtful if God is going to come through, um, we just read the Bible and remind ourselves what he said in the Word. And um, here in Hebrews 11, verse 6, 
Without faith living within us, it would be impossible to please God. For we come to God in faith, knowing that he is real and that he rewards the faith of those who passionately seek him. Can we go to the next one? And then uh, skipping down to verses 17 through 19. Uh, I love Hebrews 11. I don't know if you've heard it termed this way, but it's the hall of faith. Um, and so reading the stories of, of people in the Bible who have gone before us really encourages me. So this is about Abraham. Faith operated powerfully in Abraham, for when he was put to the test, he offered up Isaac. Even though he received God's promises of descendants, he was willing to offer up his only son. For God had promised, through your son Isaac, your lineage will carry on your name. So Abraham's faith made it logical to him that God could raise Isaac from the dead. And symbolically, that's exactly what happened. And my favorite part about this story about Abraham and Isaac is that Abraham, he obeyed God and did what he told him to do up to the very last moment. Um, he didn't stop short. Uh, he didn't stop short whenever it seemed like, I'm about to kill my son. This God told me, God promised me that I would have descendants more than I could count, more than the stars in the sky, but he's asking me to kill my son. I don't know how this, how this works out, but he didn't stop. He did it until the very last moment, until God provided this ram in the thicket. He did that for him, and that encourages me um, to go up until the very last moment, believing that God, he, he's going to do what he said he did. So, Yeah reminding yourself that God is who he says he is and of your identity. I love what you shared, Brother Barry, about your identity and that God is faithful. He is your father and he, he will take care of you. Yeah. And then as, as we continue to remember uh, one of those pastor's tricks, make it all the same word or letter, you know, remember, remain. But the second thing is remaining, uh, continuing to believe and uh, one of our favorite verses is Galatians 6, 9, just talks about, do not grow weary in doing good, for at the proper time you will reap a harvest if you do not give up. And uh, you guys could speak to this personally in your own lives, but thank you for not giving up, uh, not growing weary. <laughs> um, and Pastor West, he always talks about, and I'm sure he's talked to, Pastor Bowings said this too, in the Bible, says that because we can grow weary in doing good but God's faithful God's always coming through he's always working and this morning I was reading in the Bible plan and in Exodus uh, it, it talked about with the Israelites Moses answered the people he said do not be afraid stand firm and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today the Egyptians you will see today you will never see again the Lord will fight for you you need only to be still. And I love, like, that's Jehovah Nisi, the God who fights our battles, and he's fighting our battles. He's the one who's faithful. And the last thing is just to simply respond um, for each of us to take a step, and y'all are already taking your steps, doing what God's called you to do. Um, but I think sometimes we have the uh, hindsight of reading Hebrews 11 and seeing all these stories, you know? of, man, all these people did amazing things for God. And God always came through. He always provided for them. He's the God of the impossible. He's the, the, with the Israelites, whenever they walked around Jericho, in their own natural eyes, they were just walking around, but they were taking the steps. And what did God do? God brought down the walls. With Elisha uh, and the woman with the oil, she went and got as many oil uh, vessels as she could and God continued to fill them up he's continuing to be faithful and there's so many more amazing stories all throughout the Bible Noah there was no such thing as rain no sir <laughs> he, nobody had no idea what it was about but he continued to build his boat do his part and God is faithful and so we just wanted to to give glory to God uh, for all that he's done overseas say thank you for partnering with us to to share the gospel there, to send forth the gospel, but also just to share what we're walking through personally and how God is faithful in every area and every season, and He is so good. And 
Oh yes, and Emily, we want to share two more verses. <laughs> Uh, with the with the respond part, um, can you go to the next one? So, um, you know, you've heard the Great Commission before, but this is part of responding. Matthew sixteen fifteen through eighteen, and he said to them, "As you go into all the world, preach openly the wonderful news of the gospel to the entire human race. Whoever believes the good news and is baptized will be saved, and whoever does not believe the good news will be condemned. And, and these miracle signs will accompany those who believe. They will drive out demons in the power of my name. They will speak in tongues. They will be supernaturally protected from snakes and from drinking anything poisonous. Thank you, Lord. And they will lay hands on the sick and heal them. Uh, so this is promised to us. And so uh, verse 19 through 20, after saying these things, Jesus was lifted up into heaven and sat down at the place of honor at the right hand of God. And the apostles went out announcing the good news everywhere as the Lord himself consistently worked with them, validating the message they preached with miracle signs that accompanied them. So this is promised to us. Whenever we step out, this is what God will do through us. And um, I want to encourage you with that. That when you step out, when you share the gospel, when you, when you give, when you do things that are sacrificial, he promises us that he is providing and um, that he is accompanying us with those miracle signs. So, yeah. Here we go. <laughs> this is, hold on one second. This is only the third time that we have preached together uh, at the same time at a church. So you'll, you're getting to see history. So, and you're getting to see us um, figure out our preaching style together. <laughs> so thanks for bearing with us. Um, also, sorry, that should be Mark, uh, Mark 16. Uh, sorry. Yeah, the Great Commission, if you were looking it up. Um, uh, but yeah, we, we just wanted to pray and then uh, give you an update with what all uh, God's going to be continuing to do uh, this fall. And um, yeah, so thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, not only from our heart, but from the heart of God for all the salvations and all the healings and all the miracles and y'all being obedient. I sure as Pastor Billings was talking and as Brother Bear was sharing as well, you guys have seen it in your own lives personally as you sow into God's kingdom, as you seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, all these things are added to you. And so thank you guys for um, helping people know Jesus. It's an honor to be uh, doing ministry with y'all um, together and sharing the gospel. So let's pray. God, we thank you. We give you all the glory. All the glory, Father. Thank you for all the salvations that have happened this summer in these areas. But Lord, thank you for what you're doing here in the earth, here and now. Lord, you are working and moving and there is a move of God going on by your spirit. Lord, that uh, it, is, it is incredible to see how you are calling people to you, how you are sending people out to share the gospel, how miracles are happening in every city and every state, God, all over the world. And we thank you that you are faithful. You will continue to do this. Your word, you are not a man that you should lie. And so your word will always go forth. Earth and everything might pass away, but your word will always remain the same. And so we thank you, Father, for it. We thank you for all that you're doing. We give you all the glory. We thank you for these amazing people, this amazing family that is here, God, that is so welcoming, that loves you, that loves people, that loves us. And we thank you that, Lord, you're faithful and you know every single thing that we need. And so as we think about the needs that we have as we think about the what we can all fill in the blank for what we're believing for i thank you that you are faithful that you are working on our behalf right here right now because it's who you are because it's what you do because you are everything you're the alpha you're the omega you are jehovah you are the great I am. And so we worship you, we glorify you, and we thank you for all that you're doing. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you guys for also going a little bit longer.